Hey, it's Living Cola. Welcome to Casualty of Love's Apologies. Each week, I'll be reading chapters from my book, C-O-L-A. This podcast is rated R for Relatable. What I found when writing was how freeing it allowed me to be. My prayer is that as you listen to this story, you will find your own peace and freedom. It may be a bumpy ride, but we'll get through this together. It starts right now. Chapter 12 Cost A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Ecclesiastics 3 8 Ever seen your pops cry? It ain't a great moment in time to see your pops crying knowing it was because of you. Like there was nothing I could say because the evidence was right on my face. Couldn't even pull a shaggy and say, it wasn't me, like I had just done for. And you know, my daddy never said nothing much to me. The shock that I was having sex and having it in their house was a lot to handle. Hell, the first thing I thought of was fighting Kwasi for leaving the damn condom in the garbage. This fool actually left the condom in an empty garbage. We'd never been caught before because he was always so careful, but this time... Man, this time we were both chipping. And when you ain't on top of your game, there's bound to be mistakes. When my father was finally able to regain his composure, he asked the dreaded question. Who did you have sex with? Mm, excuse me, what? <clears throat> what was that? Who did I... What? So uncomfortable. I told him it was Kwasi. Ooh, he was immediately banned from my house. Didn't really matter anyways. I had bigger things to deal with, like the fear of getting pregnant. Kwasi and I were no longer on them dealing tips. Hadn't been for a while because of distance, so this was just a random sex thing. I was in the middle of my grade 10 year, and I definitely was not ready for no baby. Not to mention everything my family would say. To get pregnant is one thing, but to get pregnant by an African man? Ooh. Both his mom and my parents would have had a problem with that. I wasn't ready to be causing any more division between my family. At this point, I pretty much wanted to try and avoid fights at all costs. Chapter 13 No Air The Lord keeps all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. Psalms one forty five twenty. I've realized one thing. Be honest as possible and always put on a good show. I met this man on MSN and he seemed pretty cool. We talked often, first primarily by MSN, then we moved to the telephone. I joked about life in Oshawa, my fears of being raped, and my fe- fear of of getting hurt in relationships. Discussing my rape with him was hard and confusing. He questioned the hell out of me. His questions made me question my memory. I felt like a victim all over again and that I had to once again prove myself. He asked me how it happened, where it happened, and if I knew them. 
What's with all the questions? Was he one of the guys? Was he there? Did he hear about me? His questions and responses felt like he was trying to justify their actions as if he knew. He fucked with my memory. Was I wrong? Well, I did walk off with one of the guys. Maybe I deserve this. Maybe I was sending mixed signals. I said to him, were you there? I can't remember the details, but it doesn't mean I'm lying. I was tripping because, I mean, he was from Rexdale, and I was raped in Rexdale. Maybe he heard whispers. He said no, he was just trying to see the situation from all angles. Bullshit. There was no need for us to keep talking after that, but I woke up to the ringing of my phone, my house phone, one night. It was late, and he was calling because he wanted to come over. Mind you, we had never met, so I knew it wasn't a good idea. He ignored me. I hung up and went back to bed. This nigga crazy. If you think I'ma let him come over, look at the time. Thank God he don't know where I live. He kept calling. It was such unusual behavior. The phone wouldn't stop ringing, for fear of waking up my sister. I, and out of complete annoyance, I answered the phone. He laughed like it was a game. Said he wasn't going to stop calling my phone. He said, I just drove to Oshawa, so you need to give me the directions to your house. I hung up, and he called back. He kept calling. There was no way I was getting any sleep. Okay, just deal with him. Let him come chill for a bit. Then he can go home. If he keeps calling, he going to wake up his sister. And you ain't going to get no rest. If he think we about to fuck, he got an next thing coming. I put on jeans, two shirts, and a sweater. I made sure I didn't have on anything that was suggestive in any way. My t-shirt was long as hell, and there was a big ugly teddy bear on front. He arrived with his friend. This man has some nerve. We headed to the basement far from my sister to watch a movie. Initially, we sat on opposite sides of the couch, but he ended up right next to me. He was short and really thick. Not my type at all. To top it off, he was dark, not just not attractive, period. Compared to him, I was small. Pretty sure he could have lifted me with one finger, with barely any effort. I was trying to make small tack, but I was too tired. As he inched towards me, I moved over, but then he got on top of me. He pinned me down with his weight while he grabbed at my pants. I tried to push him away while holding on to my pants. No such luck. He pulled my jeans off with ease and didn't even try to take off my panties. His friend that he brought sat beside me and egged him on like his own personal cheerleader. He fully saw me struggling, but... The harder I struggled, the louder and more energy that went into cheering this man on. With his weight on my chest, I could only take short breaths. I was struggling to breathe. I tried to scream with the little air that I was getting. Hopeless. I kicked. I pushed. I slapped. I don't know. I tried everything I could. And the more I tried, the more weight. He pushed on me, and the, the closer he got to thrusting his dick inside me, I could feel his breath. His friend kept saying, dig it in deep, don't stop. I kept yelling, but no one came. It didn't stop. Finally, he stabbed his dick inside me, ripped open my thighs, and 
pushed deeper and deeper. I pounded his chest. Tears fell, but I never gave up kicking. With whatever energy I could muster up, I kept repeating, stop, stop. Hardly able to say it because I could barely breathe. Nothing. He just kept on stabbing me and until he was satisfied. He only stopped when he was done. Lucky for me, he busts quick. Yet it felt like it lasted a lifetime. You need to get the fuck out of my house. He eased up enough for me to catch a deep enough breath. Well, my friend drove me out here, so can you let him hit it too? Excuse me? What the fuck do I look like? He had the nerve to ask me to service his friend. Like I'm some 24-hour gas station. You raped me. Don't That only pissed him off. I ain't fucking raped nobody. You said stop, and I stopped. By now, we had made it to my front door, so I stood with the doorknob in hand and gestured for them to get out. He turns to me, hugged me, kissed me, then said, Nobody was raped. I'll hit you up soon. The man actually tried to act like everything between us was cool. If depression didn't set in before, it was clearly renting space in my life now. Hey, I'm Paula. Thank you so much for listening. It's truly been a blessing. You can find copies of this book at livingcola.com. You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Please join me next week as I continue to read chapters from Casualty of Love's Apologies.